Hello, what have we here? Welcome to IDP Nation, the place for IDP and draft coverage. We are your hosts, Dan and Daryl. We have you covered from your LB1 year taxi squad. We are IDP Nation. Stoke Fuck man. what Dan says. I don't care if he hates you or not. He doesn't Dan. care. Dan. <laughs> Dan, there's no way you hate me. Is that true? Uh, oops, Dan, did I let that out? I'm sorry. Dan, do you hate Oops. Oops. <laughs> no, but I've been secretly recording for the past 30 seconds, so this is fun stuff. <sighs> Anyways, welcome to IDP Nation. <laughs> we are having some fun here. Uh, this is episode number 50 under the new name. Wow. Obviously, if you've been listening for a long time, you know we changed names. Uh, the very, very long time ago, in episode number one, you may have heard that same exact voice. What was it? Probably about a year ago. Yep. 50 episodes around there. Maybe even less I than a year ago. Could, I could, just uh, so Ethan is happy, I can tell you exactly. What date it was? Do you date all the, these notes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shame that we're not yeah. It's a shame that we're not recording the video of this because I want everyone to see him pull out a freaking almanac <laughs> and literally <laughs> lick his fingers we'll as he attempts here. to. We could we could do this. The Ready? There's You've like 600 it. pages yeah. of notes. Actually, he's got them all tabbed. Those are better dude, notes was, than most most high school valedictorians take. So it was actually June 30th of last year when Ethan was on and our first. IDP Nation episode, so almost a full year. That's amazing. I'm not sure if the audio will come through because I'm wearing headphones, I realized, but hey, we, we got video proof of Daryl taking stuff out. So many notes. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, I thought that was a different way to open the show. Uh, we were just talking and having a good time, and um, we finally decided to hit record. It's only been a half hour since we've been... Uh, shooting the breeze, so to speak. Uh, but if you don't recognize, you heard his name here, uh, Ethan Turner, at E. Turner, FF underscore PT. If you were with us here on StreamYard, which we're, we're, we're going to start doing that soon, maybe sometime, once we get uh, some, some bells and whistles hooked up here. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Turner, the doctor, the <laughs> official doctor of the IDP Nation podcast. I think you're the official doctor of a couple podcasts the out doctor. there. I'm, you know what? I do my best. I do my best. Uh, but this one is really <laughs> close to my heart. Uh, I think you guys were the last podcast that I did before I actually took my boards exam in July, the beginning of July. And so yeah. uh, you guys have a special place. Because I'm pretty sure if you go back, I was like pretty stressed about that. And so yeah, I think I was like, all right, this is it. And then I got I got like a week and a half before I have to be really on my game. And then we had and you on uh, shortly before the season to uh, discuss some injuries. Yep. So that was um, at, post-doctor. So we post-doctor, pre, pre-doctor, yeah, so post-doctor. And now I'm a seasoned vet doctor too, which is just it's, – yes. it's kind of crazy that I'm on – I've – Actually, I think we're almost a year to the day of when I got my doctorate from 
school. Awesome. So that's pretty cool. cool. So many just anniversaries right now. I'm just stoked. Yes. But the 50 of the show was kind of cool. And this was a happy accident, to be honest. We planned it. We accidentally planned it. Happily, accidentally. You know, the uh, Fantasy Gods booked it. That's what happened. It's true. That's what happened right there. Always got to keep the Fantasy Gods happy. But anyway, on today's show, obviously we got the doctor in the house, so we are going to talk about some injuries to some of our favorite IDP players. Um, there's some been some reports about a couple of them saying they never felt better, that they're, they're good as new. Uh, we'll go through what they suffered through and uh, if they're just talking the good game or not. Obviously with OTAs not really happening, I mean, you have these throwings, these uh, rogue throwing sessions. Um, you got Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> well, I normally I normally call him something else, but uh, not. But. That so reminds me of a, his greatest slip of the tongue ever. I wish I could not say as it bad. right now. <laughs> we'll get to that later because we'll talk about when you can hear a slip of the tongues like that that we'll allow in there. But anyway, Roethlisberger uh, actually looks like he's lost about a, a person, just about, and looks oh, like yeah. a looks like he's you know on the keto diet or something. He's looks like he's lost an entire person basically. He shaved and everything, um, but you know he, he's having some some catch drills. Tom Brady's having some drills. Josh Allen's throwing to some fifth round. Uh, Gabriel yeah. Davis making his name pop all over Twitter. I think uh, I saw Jameis Winston throwing in an interception. I don't know. Everyone's just practicing today. Well, you know, Jameis Winston is great at throwing to the Saints. He has more completed passes to Saints than Taysom Hill does. That's really sad. <laughs> I feel bad. That's a shame. You That's know, a fact. Why do we got to keep kicking him when he's down? Well, he's, he's getting paid more than me, so. You know, I, I can't feel too bad about. Can't feel too bad about a guy making a million dollars to hold Drew Brees' clipboard. Although I really did want to see if the LASIK surgery would improve his football play. Like maybe he just couldn't see the jerseys and just threw the ball up in the air. I mean, according to him, he was like legally blind, and but the state of Florida like, I mean, still let him drive around which is ridiculous. Like he's like, he said something. I don't even remember. It was like something like he wasn't supposed to be driving because his vision was that bad. Well, I mean the, yeah, the famous gif of him squinting, like you could see that he basically looks like Mr. Magoo out there. Like, yeah, that just doesn't make any sense. How do you invest millions of dollars into someone that relies on their eyesight for anything? And then you're like, you know what? The $6,000 surgery is too much. Maybe you should just fit the bill for that true story i think there is something to this blindness because when i coached both of my sons uh, my youngest son in particular we had a kid that signed up for one year and he was legally blind and one eye could not see and he, he played offensive line and i'm telling you right now he would just drive people into the ground he couldn't see colors he couldn't see whatever but he could see shapes and he was one of the most aggressive kids I ever had. He nice. was. Grab on the dude in front of you and drive him to the ground. Who cares if it's your dude? There you go. <laughs> I mean, if you're in front of me, <laughs> I'm taking you out. You don't, to, you don't even have to know what color jersey it is. You just grab someone and push them. 
like at that level for sure. He he's probably a big fan of Jonathan Abram because Jonathan Abram doesn't care what jersey you're wearing. I mean, if he's Makai back to the side, he'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You don't have to be good to push people. Yes. So if you've Very listened true. to Very an true. episode where we've had Ethan on, you know that we we have a schedule, and yeah, that schedule goes right out the window. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but before we get into that, a couple of things uh, to talk about. Uh, we have some guides between the three of us. We have some things coming out and are out already. Um, we have the Dynasty Football Digest offensive only or offensive side of the magazine is out and available. You can go to idpguys.org to you can get that. The IDP guys defensive part is being wrapped up, I believe, tonight and will be sent to the publisher. I believe the offensive magazines are actually like being shipped right now. So if you ordered a physical magazine, you don't have too much longer to wait. If you got the PDF, then you already have the offensive version. But the PDF of the defensive version will be coming out very soon. And Daryl and I both were contributors on that. So we are looking forward to it. Daryl's going to pay like $500 in shipping to send it to Dingus in Canada to sign. Yeah, don't matter. I'm but, everybody yeah. to sign. Yes, so um, that should be cool to see the final product. Uh, to see the final, you know, print product would also be very cool. And speaking of guides, Ethan has his injury guide available. Uh, what are the details? Where can I go to get that if I'm interested in getting that? Yeah, so it's a little bit unique. Um, this injury guide that I've put together. A lot of a lot of guides come out of the, around this time of the year with talking about the rookies. Uh, the reason I did this guide specifically is because I found that uh, one of the biggest components of the evaluation process that NFL teams use is combine medicals, and I felt like one of the biggest components that most draft guides didn't have was really any medical information. Uh, on these players coming in and so a lot of Damn times it, we'll Ethan, see, i'm not a doctor i'm a teacher <laughs> we'll see a lot of no no no, no this, is, this isn't a knock i'm just setting up All why right. i made it in the first place um what we see is that a lot of times we'll get to the nfl draft and get after it we'll get to this stage and we'll be like why did this player who for whatever reason is we you know on tape he looks great measurables are great how has he fallen to day three in the NFL draft? And then you find that, oh, well, actually, he had an injury, you know, in high school that could really be impacting the longevity of his career. And so what I decided to do a few years ago is basically start collecting injury history data. It really is. Injury history is the best predictor that we have of future injury. And so without it i felt like we were missing a piece of the puzzle when evaluating players and no one else was really doing it and so i took it upon myself to be the guy that decided to collect all these injury histories and put them into um, what used to be basically just like a, a google doc it wasn't really anything that special i just wanted the data mostly for myself um, and we put it in a couple guides but uh, what i found was i was putting hours and hours and hours about it takes me anywhere from 
45 minutes to an hour to collect the history, to figure out when the injuries happened, what the injuries were, to actually like dig into the rabbit hole of each individual player. And so what I was finding was I wasn't happy necessarily with how I was being. I got to the point where now that I'm, you know, medical professional and I have a real job and I'm not just in school with all this free time, I needed something. I was like, okay, either you're going to do something with this info that is professional, that is your thing, or you're just going to stop doing it because it's not worth your time. And so what I decided to do was basically collect the injury info and put it together into a guide um, that you can purchase. And it is the idea of this was to make it a supplement to whatever rookie guide you wanted to buy. That is okay. Go buy their guide and support the content that you want to support, but also buy this guide because it's an additional piece of information that nobody one, nobody wants to spend the time to go collect this injury history info. And two, I don't feel like most people are qualified to analyze it from a injury risk perspective and how it actually applies to evaluating players. At least the majority of people aren't able to do that because they don't have the medical background. They don't have, you know, the, the three plus years of of basically experience that I have doing this. And so this year I kind of, you know, basically put it all together. Uh, offense and defense um, and put it into a, a guide that I think is one of the more aesthetically pleasing guides on the market. Um, it's very reasonably pli- priced. It's 10 bucks. You can find the guide um, actually on the fantasyheadliners.com, their website. It's 10 bucks and essentially it's a PDF. Um, I'm not quite fancy enough to have my own magazine. That's like a future thing. Maybe one day I'll like it'll be a magazine that you can buy on the shelf, but for right now it's just a PDF, um, and it is still growing. That's one thing that I really wanted to make this guide one all-encompassing for anyone, you know, IDP, regular, standard, you know, offensive only fantasy. I wanted the guide to be able to apply to everyone. I didn't want to leave anybody. I didn't want anyone to question like, "Hey, man, why aren't you doing these players or this player?" Um, and so I wanted that. I wanted it to be able to supplement basically any guide that you buy. And I also wanted it to improve throughout the summer. So it's not like you just get a guide and it's like, all right, I have it. Nothing's changed. Nothing's new. And so uh, what I did was I, I've released the first the first part of the guide is 100 players. Um, I would say it's pretty close to the top 100 players, um, offensive and defensive for, for Dynasty, for it's more of a dynasty focused just because it's rookies. Um, but I am releasing two updates. The first update is at the end of May. Um, it's going to be 20 more offensive players, basically filling in the gaps. You know, uh, I think a guy like Van Jefferson, I may not have had in the first part of the guide. And now he's getting included. Gabriel Davis, you know, some of these like third day, you know, third day guys that maybe I didn't have uh, the first for the first 100 players because I didn't know that they were going to get drafted and as highly as what they did. Um, so the first May is going to be the update for the first 20 players on offense. And then I'm doing 20 players on defense as well. Um, and so by the end of it and with some aesthetic update and some quality of life updates as well. Um, for each of these two updates. And then hopefully by the end of June, I will have a product that is just like unreal. Um, but Daryl can tell you cause he's bought it. So Daryl, what do you think about it? I have, I have, and I got your offensive, uh, 
guide right now and i'm telling you it is amazing the graphics the information the detail the breakdown the scoring it's really unique and it just i mean it's just something that nobody else does it's something that you don't find anywhere else and it really makes you think i mean you know you hear people think all the time you know well he's been like to it he's he's injured you know he's been injured what does this mean and you put all this into context you break it all down into one guide you give it a rating and it's ten dollars is just not worth what you put into it i mean you could charge 20 and it would be so much more valuable um you if you play fantasy at all you owe it to yourself to get this i can't wait till you break down the or give out the idp side of it oh the um, idp side is included there's 50 players on there already yeah uh, so it's half and half the first half is 50 offensive 50 defensive but I'm adding some more defensive players um, next month. So it's you're going to get some IDP right off the start, um, but you're definitely getting quite a bit of offense as well. It, it really is amazing. I mean, I've, I sat and looked at it tonight for a little bit and just the detail that you put in, into it, the effort is there. If you spend 10 bucks on whatever – you you can't get a better value than what you're going to get with your uh, your injury guide. It really will change how you look at fantasy. I've already started looking at certain players differently just based on your injury guide, and uh, it's well worth it. Yeah, my biggest thing is it it saves you time uh, to do this amount of work into Absolutely. this class. You would, I mean, like I said, it's an hour a player, so you're going to end up with about 140 100, between 140 and 150 players. Think about the time you're saving to go back and actually look up the injury histories of all these dudes, put it into a guide, actually analyze what it is. Um, one thing that's unique to this guide is a new, basically a new statistic or a new way to grade them. I used to just grade player injury risk uh, based on a, um, a stoplight grading system. So it was, you know, green is low, yellow is moderate and then red is high. And what I found was I wasn't consistent enough with that, um, with me just giving them, you know, okay, two players might be low, but one player is, you know, a little bit closer to, to a moderate grade or one player is, you know, there are two players are moderate, but right. one's actually pretty close to a, you know, I'm not as worried about them. And so I created what was what I call the injury risk rating, which is basically a mathematical formula that puts them on a scale of, of very easy. It's it's zero to ten, um, and I say zero to ten. Nobody can score less than a one. So I've in, incorporated the inherent risk of playing football. Everyone has some risk to getting injured. Right. Um, so nobody gets a zero, but each player is graded on that scale. And so if you're like, man, you know, I got two guys that maybe from a talent perspective I think are very very close what could be the deciding factor for you could be one guy may be a high injury risk and one guy may be a low injury risk. And so for me on the offensive side, that was the difference between drafting uh, Christian McCaffrey over Leonard Fournette. Um, that was the difference between drafting actually Nick Chubb um, over guys like Sony Michelle and Rashad Penny, who, you know, were all kind of grouped up as, all right, who's the next guy. Um, these injury risk ratings were the, 
basically the reason that I picked one or the other. And it, I found that over time, that's how you win is those little tiny differences is the difference between getting a guy like, you know, Nick Chubb or Christian McCaffrey or dealing with a guy like Leonard Fournette or Sony Michelle, who, right. yeah, they, they've been fine fantasy values, but you could have had basically a, a top 12 guy mm-hmm. and you may have chosen the other guy because you didn't under you didn't know the risk that they were carrying yeah when you talk about um the difference between nick chubb and sony michelle and rashad penny uh you know which one of these is not like the other nick chubb's been relatively healthy for a football player and uh sony michelle and nick and uh penny have missed time pretty much every year they've been in the league so yeah, and and I think Nick Chubb was mislabeled coming out of school because he had the most horrific of the injuries. Mm-hmm. But when you really dug into it, he didn't tear his ACL with that terrible knee injury he had at Georgia. And so people were saying that, oh, he's the one you need to be worried about. But that was because he basically blew up his knee on national television. Yeah. Sony Michelle had a much more concerning injury history cumulatively for risk going into the future. Um, because basically Michelle tore an ACL in high school uh, and then he had a variety of issues while he was at Georgia that were major issues that could become issues down the road. And so we've already seen that kind of manifest where he's probably not going to last into a second contract where a guy like Chubb, who, yeah, he had one horrific injury, but that was it. I mean, besides that, he was super healthy. And so uh, to me, that's another layer that you get from this injury history data that I've collected is you can see, you know, okay, yes, uh, I am worried about, you know, to a, to a of Valoa. I'm worried about how his injuries have piled up, but maybe you're only thinking about the hip injury and you haven't thought about the seven other injuries that I have recorded for him. And so when you get the full picture, then you get a much better idea of, okay, is this guy somebody that's going to stay healthy? Or maybe this was just a fluke thing? Or is this guy somebody that I'm going to have to worry about for the rest of his career um, in terms of staying healthy? So that's kind of, I think, just a, a, another layer on top of everything um, that you're going to be able to get with this that you don't get unless you have it sitting right in front of you. Yeah, and, you know, this may be completely, I know this is not 2020 injury related, but a guy like Zamir White, who's had two ACL injuries, you know, two major yeah. injuries, um, he just comes to mind as an avoid entirely just because twice in less than a year he's torn his ACL. Um, it's. A guy, you know, it's something you want to store away, and I'm sure when he's draft eligible, you'll be reminding us of uh, those two ACL injuries along with anything else that's popped up. Yeah, I can tell you that that's he's probably not going to score very well in the injury risk rating. Uh, yeah. it, it definitely takes into account those major, major knee repairs because you're not just worried about, okay, yeah, he's torn both ACL. Is it likely that he's going to tear his ACL again? probably not you don't hear about very many people tearing three acls um but maybe he's just genetically predisposed to that injury specifically and so he could still be at risk he's also at a much higher risk of early onset arthritis which is something that we're seeing already affect the career of todd Gurley um and a few other players where yeah maybe you don't think about maybe it's not that injury specifically 
but the injuries lead to future issues for these players. Yeah. So I was going to talk about this draft that I just wrapped up. It has no defense involved, but I still, you know, whatever. Uh, we, we, we can talk about fantasy football in general every once in a while on here. Uh, but it was a four-round draft, and I, I guess, traded out of the fourth round, like, with, I don't know. I traded so many picks last year, I guess. I ended up with four fourth-round picks, and this year is a year that I was actually pretty happy to have them. Normally, I'm trying to get rid of them. Uh, but let's see how I did injury-wise here. Now, my first two, I know you're going to be like, oh, Dan, these guys. Uh, my first pick at 106 was Tua. So you've already told us how big of an injury risk he is. Yeah, yeah, you're going you're gonna to probably lose on the t- I mean, he's just <laughs> – here's the thing. From a talent you, – you have to weigh talent and risk yeah. together. Um, from a talent perspective, that's perfectly good value. I mean, I think yeah. if he can manage to stay healthy, when he's healthy, he's going to give you pretty elite quarterback play. Yeah. But it's, obviously, the injuries are pretty well documented. Um, if you yeah. want, I have eight documented injuries for Tua, um, and he's easily the highest injury risk rating for quarterbacks in this class that I've done. I've done ten quarterbacks, so um, all the ones that have been dra- that were drafted, I did. So, uh, yeah, he's pretty up there. <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, at six pick and super flex, though, I couldn't resist. I thought that was great. I think that's like I said, great so, value for. Yeah. You know, it could just be that this was the one that, you know, he said, you know what, I need to start really focusing on making sure that I prevent these injuries yeah. as best I can. Right. My second pick in the second round was LaVisca Chennault. Oh, my God. Are you just – did you did you tee up this draft for me to just eviscerate <laughs> you? To verbally eviscerate? <laughs> no, like, I saw I feel, the first two and I'm like, bad. oh, man, yeah, yeah. He's I looking at this here. like, you know what, this is going to be good fodder. Uh LaVisca Chenault did not score very well. He's also high risk uh, for the future. Oh, but the, the biggest concern is that he's had five injuries all since 2018. Um, and he's had three surgeries now, uh, which is not ideal. Um, but the injuries themselves are kind of concerning. Uh, turf toe in 2018 had surgery. We've seen turf toe affect wide receivers, especially. It's just one of those things that one the, the rehab. There's not really any way to rehab a turf toe. I mean, you do you still rehab feet, but feet are tricky because they're very complex and you're you're on them all the time. And so that could be something that comes up again, um, especially if it's the foot that basically he plants off of most of the time, where he basically takes a step back and hyperextends right. that toe. Um, that's where you're going to be concerned about turf toe in the future. Um, he tore his labrum in his shoulder um, in 2019. He said that he had he had played through that, which is pretty common for players to play through a labral tear in their shoulder, unless it's basically stopping them from, you know, pain is stopping them from lifting their arms up. Um, but again, it's just one more thing. You know, I always talk about uh, shoulders with wide receivers. Okay, these guys jump like, you know, 40 inches in the air get tackled and then fall onto their shoulder. That's why you have to be concerned about that because it's basically like you stepping up a step ladder and then hopping off onto your shoulder. Do you think that's going to feel good? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's not going to feel good. It is going to put you at risk for injury in the future because you're taking all the force on your shoulder. The same thing happens when a guy jumps up to catch a ball, gets tackled and lands on his shoulder. Like they can't 
catch themselves every single time. And so uh, that's that's definitely an issue. Um, then he had sports hernia surgery this offseason, which, um, again, we see a lot of players with sports hernia surgery. It's not something I, I, I worry about a ton. Um, but it is just worth noting that, you know, he's had an abdominal strain and now that it's, it's one more, what I call a weak point, um, on the body. And right. so, uh, my guide, uh, when, when, when anyone purchases it, I have basically a, a player, um, silhouette that shows where the weak points of a player are. And yes. so they're all, um, severity of all the injuries are already graded. So you don't have to think about it super hard. You don't even really have to know anything about what these injuries are to, to really be able to digest the information. I wanted to make it as easy as possible because I know I'm not talking to doctors and I'm not talking to people that understand the medical side of it. I'm talking to regular dudes who just want to kind of get what players are at risk and what players aren't. And I wanted them to be able to see like, okay, this is something you need to be concerned about. This is something that I'm not really concerned about. And this is something that, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little concerned, but I'm not like, don't draft this guy because of this. So this is right, and my next pick. That's, was, one, that's one of the things that I really liked about your guide is that silhouette and you pinpoint, you know, elbow, ankle, head injury, abdomen, you know, et cetera, whatever. And then you break it down in the notes, you know, when it happened, what happened, you know, what's the risk and all that. And that factors into your grade, you know, Again, I'm super impressed with your guide, and I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. And it changes the way that you look at fantasy. Um, Dan, we had on uh, Jason Waltner with the Capology guys. That's another, you know, looking at the cap thing. It changes the way I look at fantasy. This is a game changer, Ethan. Your guide is a game changer. It changes, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, well, he has an injury history. What do I know about that? And like I said, you're putting it all into one spot. You're breaking it all down for everybody. It truly is amazing. And it's it's well worth more than the $10 that you're charging. Um, and, and if you play IDP, I mean, you've got to have this. This is a must-own. It really is. Yeah. So how did I do? I don't want, you know, you don't have to do a deep dive on all these guys. Uh, so my next pick was risky in a different way. I think Jordan Love at two ten, which ah, I, I thought was good yes. value at two ten. Um, yeah. How many teams? Twelve team, Superflex best ball. So that's so twelve teams pick two ten. That's pick twenty two. Yeah, I'm okay I mean, with that. I'm okay with that. I needed quarterbacks bad. My quarterbacks coming into this year were. Uh, Kyler Murray uh, and uh, Nick Foles and Marcus Mariota. So I needed some help. Andy, <laughs> I mean, I'm Andy sad. Dalton too. So you're, if if you're set, if you got Marcus Mariota, you're set. That's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's ugly. So um, Kyler Murray's pretty. I, you solid, know, I don't. But. Here's the thing: when you're at that stage in a rookie draft, especially. I don't hate it because quarterbacks in Superflex instantly gain value as soon as they start. And so, yeah, Jordan Love right now, I don't project him to start again. You know, probably not going to start unless something happens there in Rodgers. We've seen Rodgers not be able to stay healthy uh, the last couple years especially, so I don't hate that. Um, I will tell you that Jordan Love is a very safe prospect from an injury perspective. He has – 
uh, basically the lowest grade that I give out, which is a one, which means I couldn't find anything that said that he'd ever been hurt ever. And so I spent an hour looking at looking for Jordan Love to get hurt, and I found nothing. So um, that's from a safety perspective. That's your best pick by a mile. Yeah. Uh, then I got uh, Dar- See, I had a lot of picks. Like I said, Darrington Evans. I got Darrington Evans, KJ Hamler. Uh, LaMichael P. Ryan, Gabriel Davis, and Quintez Cephas. So I, I went um, with some. I mean, these are third. The last four fourth-round picks. So I'm just, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll talk on two of those. Um, one, one because I think it's interesting. His history tells you a lot. Um, two, because I think Darrington Evans has one of the more interesting injuries in the in in the basically in the guide. So. Um, he had two high Evans had two high school injuries didn't really affect him that much um uh he one I didn't I couldn't find exactly what it was one he broke his thumb not really worried about that um but he did tear his popliteal muscle which is basically a little muscle that sits behind your knee um and he it caused him to basically take a medical red shirt in 2017 which I thought was interesting just because it's not a muscle that you typically tear in isolation. Normally you do something worse to your knee and that muscle is just kind of involved. Um, so that one's more than more just interesting um, just from a, you don't see it every day type of guy, um, type, type of injury. And then the other one that I, you said KJ Hamler, correct? Yes. So KJ Hamler is, is one where I think this guide would have maybe helped you while I think you took him in the fourth. Yeah. Like, I like that in the value-wise. I don't think this was a bad pick. Uh, but did you know he tore his ACL in high school? I did not. Okay, yeah. See, most people don't. Either. And so that is key because, like we've said, about two-thirds of people that tear their ACL while they're a teenager end up with early-onset arthritis by the time they're in their mid-20s. And so this could be something that, yeah, he's a speed demon right now. But if that knee starts to give him trouble, if he has another injury to it, um, you could be looking at something that we're wondering, okay, well, why is he having all these issues? Like, why is this, you know, why isn't he as fast or as explosive as we thought he was coming out of school in just a couple years, as opposed to someone who could be speedy, you know, for the next five or 10 years. Um, and I think you could date it back to, you know, this ACL tear, which is, I worry always about ACLs in high school, especially because these guys, when they're in high school, they're not getting the best surgeons on the planet. You know, college, major college athletes, professional athletes, they're getting the freaking cream of the crop when it comes to surgery, rehab, recovery. They're getting highly trained professionals with all those. When they're in high school, some parents can afford to give them, you know, an incredible, you know, surgeon and recovery and you know, they, some parents can afford that, but most can't. And most are doing just whatever surgeon is the closest to them. And so that is always a concern long-term because while I'm sure the surgeon is fine and I'm not going to knock any surgeons there are, it's just like any profession. There are better surgeons. Uh, some surgeons are just better than others. Just like teachers, right. some teachers are just better than other teachers. Uh, you can yeah, still be a teacher and not be great at it. <laughs> I'm pretty um, good. You can still be a surgeon and not be like incredible at it, or not do as many as what these highly, you know, the sports docs that are you know the creme de la creme. They 
do a lot more of ACL surgeries. And so if he had someone do a surgery that was not that type of, you know, professional, that was not that to that level, you have to worry about the recovery long-term just because you don't know what the quality of that surgery is. Right. All right. So... You know what that sound means? Daryl is actually on the clock in our listener league. Good oh, timing. Yeah. Grady Jarrett was just taken by Fantasy Ray. So Daryl is on the clock, heading back towards me. Maybe I'll get to pick sometime. Probably not tonight. Uh, yeah, let me get over here real quick. And wow. I will tell you, man, this has been such a good draft. Uh, there's been some sniping from some people. Um, been some good picks. Been Bob Lung to Jeffrey picks. Simmons. Yeah, <laughs> still mad. I know you're that. a little sore about. that. I was that. hoping I could wait <laughs> on him for another like two, three rounds. Defensive tackles went early here. They did a little earlier than I expected. I mean, they are bumped uh, up, so they were pretty even with all the other positions. But man, I'm kind of hurting at one position. Uh, let's see. Who do I want to take here? Uh, oh, man. Actually, our boy Peters snapped me from the one guy I wanted. He took uh, Max Crosby from me. I figured I, I could wait, man. Nope. I took Blake took Martinez him. from you. Yeah, you did. You took Blake Martinez. Just another reason for me to hate you, but hey, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, the ever-growing so list every week we add to it. So. Yeah, that list is oh so growing. I don't know that you can ever pay that off. But uh, with me needing a defensive end here, I'm, I like what I've done so far, but I need that defensive end. So I'm going to take uh, one. Of, <laughs> I'm going to take one of your former boys here, Frank. Yes, sir. I'm going to take Frank Clark for the Kansas City Chiefs. So Daryl has gone Brady and Garoppolo, Jacobs and Kamara, the AJ and TY, Waller the Baller, Darius Leonard, Jamal Adams, and now Frank Clark we added to that list. Yeah, I think I had to. I mean (laughs) – I was hoping that defensive ends would kind of wait. They're the and position I didn't know that, that you Max need to go Crosby after. was going to go as high as he did. You don't listen yeah. to this show, do you? I mean, you? I was hoping, you know, that... <laughs> There's not that many elite defensive ends. Draft them first is what I've been telling you for years. Maybe at least the last year. Well, I know that, but... Here's, here's Daryl going into a draft. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh, god if y'all know how much I hated that Leroy Jenkins <sighs> did you know it was like the 15th anniversary of that actually happening the other like a couple weeks ago you should this know because like I sent you the episode I sent you the tweet but well I try to ignore you all I can yeah I mean, what an epic episode. This really is epic. We've had Ethan Turner on for the second time. 
the first and 50th third time guest host of our IDP nation. Third time. Oh, man. He's a three, yeah. times, three, three, times, three times. 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 So this is a similar league. I'm on the I'm on the clock actually again in a different league here. This is a similar league to the other league, uh, except I'm much wow. better in this league. I had the 11th pick, so I am, uh, and I have much right. better quarterback situation in this league. I have Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, and Matt Ryan, so I'm much better at quarterback in this league. Uh, in the second round, I. Uh, picked up Jalen Hurts. Actually, the beginning of the third round, I picked up Jalen Hurts to back up Carson because I thought that would be a good idea. And I like Jalen Hurts in general. I was kind of mad he ended up in Philly because as many Eagles fans were. So I'm on the clock in the third round, 11th pick. And let's see what's available here. So we got... Uh, Antonio Golden or Gandy Golden's available. Van Jefferson. Uh, look at the list here. Go somewhere else. Any of those guys I should be talked out of there, Ethan, because their injury history is terrible. Um, Antonio Gandy Golden is fun fact. It has nothing to do with his risk, but he is the, <laughs> the first and only person that I have been able to find a junior high injury for. Oh, um, wow. He dislocated wow. Hip in junior high. Yeah. And so I go deep, yo, like as <laughs> deep as I can you. go. Uh, so yeah, I found that in an article where he dislocated his hip and missed a year in high school. Um, what Van Jefferson was the other one you mentioned? Yeah, Van Jefferson. See, yeah, I'm not worried about Van. That's why he had a. a that's why our, fracture, our guy Ethan does not play. He didn't said junior high injury. Yeah, if I could, freaking, one day I'll call these players about it and be like, I'm, hey, I almost. You can be like Schefter. Uh, no, what did you <laughs> say? Uh, Van Jefferson. Um, no, he had a Jones fracture that they found at the combine and he dislocated his elbow in 2017, but not really concerned about either of those long-term The Jones fracture is a little concerning, um, but he's still overall because it's only t- those two. Um, he still has a low, um, injury risk rating. So I'm not worried about it. Fun fact. I thought I had freaking found the creme de la creme, the gold of a preschool injury. Preschool. Oh, wow. So this do is a tell, little uh, yeah yeah I was close man. So Eno Benjamin running back for um, gosh I should know this the Cardinals. Yes. They drafted in the seventh round. Eno Benjamin used right. to play at Arizona State. Right. Eno Benjamin got hit by a car when he was in, four years old, and I was reading oh, the wow. story like oh my I am about to freaking drop a junior, not like <laughs> junior junior high like. Preschool freaking aged injury not to drop in this injury guide. Dude got hit by a car chasing a football, which is like the best story ever for a professional football. Yes. When I was four years old, I got hit by a car because I was chasing a football out of the street. Chasing a football, gets hit by a car, as her brother described it in the article, got thrown by the car and didn't get hurt. Wow. Bro. I thought I was on freaking a gold mine. 
of just facts <laughs> for the class. I was about to freaking spit oh, that man. about how I just went through the archives, the deepest of the deep, and found a preschool injury for this guide, and he didn't get hurt. He got hit by a freaking car. So he's that Superman, is, is what you're telling me. Yeah, he's a freak, obviously. Like, and he didn't like. I think he had two injuries that I found, and both of them were pre-college. So he dislocated wow. his shoulder in high school, and he had an ankle sprain they had surgery on also in high school. But he got hit by a car when he was four <laughs> and didn't get hurt. So anything about, Tyler, that, anything about Tyler Johnson that I should avoid? Because despite the fact that the NFL apparently hates him, no, I don't know. No, um, he had a wrist <laughs> matcher in 2017. But that was it. So I'm, I'm thinking about going him because I don't think I have him in any of other rosters. So I, I do like to diversify my portfolio uh, right. a bit. So, you know, in, in case he hits, you know. Because I'm looking here and I got another pick in about three picks. And I'm like, okay, who's going to go in the next few picks? It's probably going to be Tyler mm-hmm. Johnson because everybody's on the, the Tom Brady is going to lead the Buccaneers to a historic season, even though I don't personally see that. But I would say that Johnson's the most likely to fall of the three dudes you just mentioned. Of the four, most but oh, wow. I think I don't think Van Jefferson makes it two more picks, but we'll see. Yeah, and I'm kind of hit or miss with him, too. I'm kind of like, eh, do I want to I think draft me? capital plays a big role when, at that stage. Yeah, he's going to get an opportunity. Maybe not this year, but eventually. I don't think they're going to pay Cooper Cup, and Robert Woods is getting older. So you mm. decide. Yeah, interesting. If I didn't have like really good, pretty good quarterbacks, I would probably go with uh, Eason is available, but I don't really need another quarterback. Ew. No, <sighs> do not draft it. No. Oh, yeah. No. Ew. I just look at <laughs> Superflex. It's hard to it's hard to deny the the quarterbacks. Ew. Right. <laughs> yeah, when they're good, or they have first or oh, second yeah. on draft capital. Yeah. He went in the fifth. I just drafted her. You want to call so. that replaceable? Okay. If they stuck this year, guess what? He ain't starting next year because they're gonna draft a quarterback next year. They're gonna have to anyway. <laughs> because yeah. uh, why would you take him? Give me an argument that he will play. Because I could He's trade him play the guy who's reverse. Right. No, you're getting the first. I'm right. not getting a first, but I mean. You're not getting a second. You're not getting a third. Okay. He's the third quarterback on his own team. Well, I'm going to listen to you, and I'm going to take Van Jefferson. He has fifth round draft capital. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, see, I just talked to you guys about how you can start bullying people into things that you want them to do. And. <laughs> Exhibit A, <laughs> into picking the guy that I wanted him to pick because I thought that was the best value. That, that watch, is correct. Watch, you made very I good arguments. You, you're going to end up with Tyler Johnson too, and then you're going to be like, "Damn that, Ethan!" Uh, I was going to. It was between Van Jefferson and, and him, <laughs> and, and, and I actually pick. This. I pick again at four point zero two, which is two picks. So the five points gang and the king of the north uh, have to well, just not well. take my guy, and I'm good. Here we get to go. Yes, this is another offense only. I know this is an IDP show. Um, Did you have some IDP time. players you wanted to ask me about? You got uh, a big full we list. We had a whole list. 
so obviously you brought up one very uh, we might not have been recording at the time but Leighton Vanderash is probably my biggest question because um you know neck injuries are kind of scary to me because you know especially a guy who rams his head into running backs about 30 times a game you know or offensive linemen or receivers or tight ends so yeah that's a little scary for me so talk me uh, either off the ledge or just push me straight off the building on Vanderash here. Well, Vanderash is. I vote push you off the building. <laughs> you would. Vanderash is concerning. <laughs> um, it's a shame nobody can watch me make fun of Daryl for rolling his sleeves up. Um, I saw you. I saw you. We just had a little you. posturing there. Uh, Vanderash is concerning. <laughs> Uh, just because neck injuries, they don't play well uh, long-term, especially in a position where you have to lead with your head all the time or you're not supposed to, but you still do because it's connected to your shoulder that you're leading with, so you don't really get a choice. Um, he had neck surgery. Also, don't want to see. They've described it as minimally invasive. Okay, it's possible that they did a minimally invasive surgery to go in, clean some stuff out, but basically what's happening is, is he has a nerve issue where – Nerves like two things. They want blood flow and they want space. And so with most players, when they have a nerve issue, they really have a disc issue or a space issue where basically the space where the nerve comes out of the spinal cord in between the two vertebrae, there's a space there. And so when that space gets narrowed, it can press on the nerve, which can send pain down your arm. You see it in your legs. Like if you get pain in your legs and it's coming from your back, same issue, except Van Der Esch is in his neck. And so um, when that happens, uh, what can happen is you can get bone spurs. There's a lot of different things that can happen. It can be the disc bulging out that pushes against the nerve. Um, you don't see that as much in the neck, just anatomically. It's not as common. Um, but if they went in there, so right. let's just say, you know, basically what's happened is there's, they need space and they don't have it. So they go in and they basically clean it all out clear up as much space as they can. Sometimes they'll even shave a little bit of the bone away to give it even more space. Um, the issue is, is once you go in, there's always a risk that you're going to end up with scar tissue uh, built up in that area just because you're basically cutting into it, um, which is a concern. The other concern is that basically like the foot, it's hard to rehab a neck, um, especially with a surgery like this. You're basically just hoping right. Right. that it works. Um, it sounds like from all the reports that I read recently that he's good to go and then he's practicing and he should be healthy to start the year uh there's no guarantee that he will stay that way and so with neck injuries especially a one bad hit is all it takes and so it's kind of like a ticking time bomb where you know he hits his neck and you know he gets a stinger whatever it is and then you're asking okay is it safe for this dude to keep playing football like is he going to end up you know, I mean, we're going to have a serious injury here that puts his livelihood at risk or puts, you know, his future health at risk to the point where it's not safe for him to play football anymore. I don't know that. I can't know that for sure. Uh, we've seen it more and more the last three or four seasons where players are opting basically not to play until they can't physically play anymore. We saw it with Andrew Luck. We saw it most recently with Luke Keekley. Um, you know, we've seen more and more players opt to basically say, Hey, I get paid millions of dollars. I can live off this for the rest of my life. 
It's more money than most people will ever make ever. And so why don't I just do that and stop like killing myself to try to, you know, entertain right. people essentially, you know, I get paid enough to do this. Uh, Van Der Esch is in a little bit different situation because he hasn't hit that big second contract yet. Um, but he's, he's basically, you know, we could be seeing him hit that. And then a year or two later being like, you know what injury I'm done. I'm out. I've made enough money. I'm good. Uh, that's right. my biggest concern right now with any players that have a major issue like this is that they could choose because they've made so much more money than you used to make playing football. They could just say, you know what? I'm good. I'm done. I'm done. It's cool. I'm smart. I got my whole life ahead of me. I'm a millionaire. I'm 25. I'm 27 or 30. I'm good. I'm out. <laughs> and I don't blame any of those players just so you know, if I was in that situation, right. I'd be out at 32. Yeah, I mean, with Luke Keekley retiring, you know, seasons have gone by where I said he's one concussion away from probably saying I'm done. Like, it's, yep. it's been, it was scary for him, and he finally decided, you know, it's time while I still can, you know, I'm not completely gone, so to speak. Um, time to step away, think about his own health, think about the, his life going forward from here we sometimes forget that these football players have to live after they retire for the next 20 to 30 years with uh stuff and especially watching some of these documentaries that are floating around now with uh documentaries the big thing right now so uh, i was checking out one on uh the undertaker um not to get too much into wrestling but he had a hip resurfacing uh, basically, wow. and pre-hip resurfacing, he basically couldn't walk. And then afterwards, he's like getting back in the ring, running around, like you know. So it's it's pretty crazy how you know some of these guys, athletes, just put their bodies through hell for you know twenty, thirty years, and then you know they gotta like go, the, they gotta go like home. You, sorry, go ahead. So they got to go home and they got to live the rest of their life after they're done. I like that you brought up wrestlers because we see a lot with wrestlers too. Um, Neck injuries aren't to be played around with. You know, one thing that, I mean, those wrestlers are not like football players. Those guys have to do that for as long as they can because they they don't make the kind of money that these football players do. But the one thing that you do see is wrestlers come out and say, basically my neck is shot and I can't keep going. And so for them it happens that, you know, 30 or 35, but for football players, you know, a major injury, they don't, it's not scripted. <laughs> you know, you can, I'm sorry. Like wrestling, right. fan. I know it's real physically. It's real, but there's a lot more control over what happens to your body in a wrestling match compared to a football game where you're playing full speed and you're tackling other grown men that are huge too. So that is my concern with Van Der Esch, especially that being said, I still think he's a stud, and I think he will p- return and probably be productive at least one or two more seasons for sure. Um, the question is, are you wanting to take the risk uh, that he doesn't you know, basically ever get back to that? I think the risk is pretty low. I think these, there's still a pretty good chance he's a valuable IDP asset. Yeah. Um, so, basically... Um, the next guy we have on the list, Daryl, who do you have on the list next? 
Uh, I want to hear his thoughts on Christian Kirksey. You know, he's had some ankle injuries, a hamstring injury. He's changing a new team. Uh, what do you think about his uh, outlook? So Kirksey is kind of an interesting uh, last, really elite <laughs> for two years. Uh, ton of tackles. Uh, really looked like he was going to be kind of a, a premium linebacker prospect for IDP. And then basically the last two seasons, he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. In 2018, it was the hamstring strain. I'm pretty sure it was a complete tear that put him on the IR. Um, and then he had a, a torn pec that he had to have surgery on in 2019. So um, you mentioned some of the ankle stuff. That's a little bit further back. Um, but I feel like with with him – the hamstring is more concerning than the peck, but they're both concerning given his position. Um, being a linebacker, right. you, you most often players hurt their peck tackling in games, and so if he's had surgery to repair it once, that's now considered a weak point to me. And so, um, again, previous right. injury predicting future injury, you're looking at a spot on his body that now is more vulnerable how does that affect his psyche? Is he less likely to tackle leading with that shoulder now that he's had that injury? Um, if he does tackle with that shoulder, is it the same with the same intensity that he normally would tackle with? That is always a question because while we can account, while the shoulder may be fine physically, mentally, how does it right. impact their game? You know, does it change how he pursues? Does it change with what shoulder he leads with? Will that predispose him to injury? Um, for some other part of his body, because if he's trying to contort to make sure that he protects that shoulder, even if it's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. You have a major injury. You you start protecting yourself just subconsciously. Your body just knows that that is still technically injured. Right. And so, does he contort his body and hurt his neck? Does he contort his body and you know hurt the other shoulder? Those are the things that you have to think about. Um, I think he could return to that production but i worry long term about just his psyche after two major injuries that basically ended his seasons and let's see who else do we have here bradley chubb he uh struggled a little bit out the gate finally started to to step it up a little bit and then got hurt uh so what can we say wow. about chubb here yeah, Chubb had a great rookie season. I think he had 12 sacks, if I remember correctly, something like that. Um, and so tears his ACL, fourth game. Wasn't playing crazy well before that. Um, he did play – I thought this was interesting. So he tears his ACL in the game, leaves, and comes back and finishes the game on a torn ACL, which I think is pretty bonkers. Uh, just says how strong he is, his legs are and, and, and the fact that he – they must with players that big evaluating an acl tear on the sidelines is much more difficult uh they're just bigger one and their muscles are much harder their their muscles can actually trick you for the test that you would do for an acl tear and so if he has good muscle developed in his legs which most dns do uh he could actually it could it could show as basically a, a false negative so his acl is torn but it's not the test isn't showing that and that's why i think he probably got in back in and then they did an mri and they were like oh wait a second you have a torn acl dude you can't play on this um and so i usually say you want 12 months to return from an acl tear back to pre-injury production so it's actually 
while it's not good that he tore his ACL, it's better that he tore it at the beginning of the year as opposed to the middle or end of the year because his the likelihood that he comes back fully healthy, he didn't have to rush his rehab. Uh, he knew he was done for the year. He can go through the full rehab recovery process without trying to rush it and then basically has the full offseason and preseason to get back to game shape. So I'm not super concerned about Bradley Chubb. Um, if anything, he's a buy low just because I do think there's a high likelihood that he comes back and he's going to be basically ready this year. So you're not even taking a huge hit from a production standpoint this season. All righty. Daryl, you got another one? Where did Daryl go? Daryl disappeared. Darryl, he does Darryl's that every once in a while. I'll be like, you know, we're looking at something and then he'll just randomly disappear and then I'll see an empty chair and here he is. Um, he, he did write down somebody else here. Uh, Everson Griffin, and I think maybe this is one of the reasons why he has not been signed is maybe because of health. Um, he's a free agent currently. So Everson Griffin, um, what can we say? I don't think he missed a lot of time last year. He missed, I mean, the year before he had some, some mental health issues that he was taking care of before he could come back um but yeah what's um what's his deal yeah i would say from an injury perspective probably not as concerned about his history as you are concerned about this the mental health issues um i am in no way shape or form a mental health expert i am a pt i do bones and muscles and ligaments and tendons. I do not do a whole lot of mental health stuff. Um, so I have found that with NFL players, especially mental health issues could be a variety of different things. It could be depression. It could be, um, an addiction. It could be, um, uh, suicidal ideologies. There's a lot of different things that could encapsulate that term as kind of a catch all for any like mental, um, uh, I'm trying to be conscious of how I say this again. I don't talk about it as much, so it's hard for me to like, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells a little bit. Cause I don't want to offend anyone who's going through this. Um, but those could be issues that teams look at and say, you know what? Like because he wasn't in our building, we don't know what those were and we don't know how that could impact the locker room. We don't know how that could impact our team dynamic. You know, if this is guy that, you know, for whatever reason is not as uh, mentally healthy as what we would want from our players, we can't put the risk of him, you know, signing, you know, one, paying right. him a lot of money and two, bring him into a locker room where maybe we have a lot of young guys or we have guys that maybe, you know, don't, respond well to those types of things i mean you're talking about a big locker room and so you don't want any kind of risk and this year especially because teams can't really bring him in and like do a full psyche vow and do a whole lot of like interviewing with him like face to face probably not going to see him signed until teams can do that kind of stuff just because they can't vet him properly yeah i think that's a similar deal with uh jadavian Clowney. um because he's had uh, a whole right. – yeah, he, he missed a lot of time with the Seahawks. Not a lot, but he missed a, a few games. He could barely get on the field in a couple games. I mean, once he got on the field, he played okay. But, 
you know, teams want to get them checked out. I know Cam Newton is struggling a lot of the same ways because these teams can't get a look at these guys. They want to bring them in, their doctors, to see them, um, not just take the other team's word for, you know. Yeah, Cam's shoulder and foot were both messed up, and, you know. Yeah, so Cam had two shoulder surgeries in three years, and then the foot kept him out all year. Yeah. Why? What, uh, what, you know, what does that foot look like? And I think that that's what you're seeing. Um, and the team basically, the team that does know the most about him is like, all right, <laughs> like, yeah. good luck. Good go, luck. go. Like, we're going to sign Teddy Bridgewater. We don't want any part of this. Like, right. that I think you're seeing. Right. If he was that good, if he was physically that good or mentally that good, these guys would have the, their teams that knew the most about them would have been more aggressive in keeping them because from a talent perspective, I mean, Everson Griffin's a good talent. Cam Newton's a good talent. Like if it's just a talent question, there's no issue. Like you would sign them right away. But obviously there are underlying issues that teams can't properly vet right now. Yep. Uh, Daryl, you got any more you want to go over? Or did you disappear? Uh, defensive end J.J. Watt with um, his reoccurring injuries, his history. Uh, what is your diagnosis and um, recommendation with IDP owners drafting him, owning him, and trading him? You know, Watt is... I think in some ways the victim of just his super obscure body composition. I mean, you don't often see dudes that big with that much muscle mass that carry that much weight as effectively as what he does. Um, He's a big dude and he is, he's a legit big dude. And (laughs) yes, he is. I mean, you see, you know, a few a few of these things are probably not going to be an issue going forward. I mean, he's had a couple hand fractures. I don't really worry about that. Um, the tibial plateau fracture is a concern because, you know, regardless of how athletic he is physically, he's still large and that's a lot of force coming through that knee. Um, so that is a concern. That's from 2017. Um, he had another knee, uh, another knee surgery last, you know, this off and basically last, not last year. Yeah, in 2019, but it was at the end of the 2018 season um, in January. So he had the surgery for that. And he's had a couple uh, backs. He's had a back surgery as well. Um, and that concerns me. He's had two back surgeries. And so when you're that big and right. you're carrying that much weight, it's not good. I mean, it's just, it's hard on your back. It's hard on your body in general. Um, that concerns me and so i don't know it's hard because when he's playing he's like probably one of the 10 best defenders in the league um but when he's long term how well can he carry that size and that composition and stay healthy i think we saw that with gronk where he was just so big yep and he was trying to do athletically. He was doing things that like dudes that big shouldn't be able to do. And it takes a ton of force right. and strength. And just the fact that he was doing it at that weight is not conducive long-term. 
And so, you know, is it something where he needs to lose a little bit of weight, lose a little bit of that strength to create longevity? And I don't know. I don't, again, I don't get to see these players. I don't get to evaluate them at that deep of a level. If somebody wants to, if somebody's listening and they want to sign me up for that, like by all means, you know, give me a call. I'm cheap. Um, not that cheap. I'm cheap enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, again, I would say that with Watt, you're looking at a two to three year window as opposed to like a five to six, five to seven year window, um, especially for Dynasty. All righty. Uh, to celebrate our 50th episode, uh, we have been. Daryl's been bugging me about this for a very, very, very long time. You, you don't know how long, pretty much since we started recording. Yes. Um, we are going to follow suit with some other podcasts, and we are going to have a Patreon program um, just as a way for, to, you know, the, the show does cost some money to, to do. Uh, so between, you know, any equipment that we use and, <laughs> and subscriptions that we have and things like that. Uh, so we, we, you know, are looking to break anybody's bank but if you are so inclined and you want some bonus content or you want to uh, help support the show i know some people that we i've you know helped over the past few months with draft stuff they're like hey you know i, I want to support you guys what do you have you know and we, we send them the shirts and some people aren't big t-shirt people um which by the way you can go to myfantasyfootballshirt.com to get idp nation swag uh but we're going to have a Patreon program, and we are going to uh, have different tiers. Um, we're still de- kind of figuring the, the dollars and cents and stuff out. Um, but you can go to our Patreon link here. Um, we're going to have it on the IDP Nation uh, Twitter page. You can go there. Uh, we'll, we'll link it and we'll retweet it and all. And uh, we're going to offer bonus episodes, so half-hour to hour episodes uh, about once a week, um, at least three a month we can definitely commit to. Uh, and those will be post-show banter. Uh, we might get into player breakdowns. Um, if you guys want to hear about somebody, we can, you know, Game Pass is free until the beginning of the season, so we have plenty of access to games. Um but basically any any player you want broken down um you know we can have ethan jump on and tell us the full injury history of the player and then uh and then we can jump into the the on the field (laughs) stuff that we we talk about uh but you know we can deep dive into stuff like that uh we can uh take you know questions and things uh, we're not going to stop answering questions on the show. It's just, you know, if you want a more in-depth answer, we can kind of get to that. And you're as a patron, you guys can recommend uh, content that we you want to hear about, um, you know, certain players. Um, we can dive into some schemes even. You know, we can really get into detail. We're also going to offer uh, at another level um, complete roster breakdown with you know going through player by player roster spot you know share your screen whatever uh kind of in live uh, we could either do it live or if you just want us to have us emailed um we do have an idp nation email address it is idp nation pod at gmail.com um 
so you can email us there. We'll get to you. Daryl's sitting here playing a paper while I'm talking, of course. Um, we're going to have a group chat <laughs> just for the show, um, just so we can you know, answer questions like that as well. Um, and also a monthly kind of ask me anything kind of chat session, kind of like BS session, I want to say, you know, just kind of, a, you know, hey, you know, jump on, chat it up, maybe we'll jump on something like StreamYard or Google Hangouts and uh, just, you know, chat. We don't have to record those things, uh, just kind of as a, you know, whatever we can share screens whatever uh go over rosters go over matchups start sits once the season rolls around um it's looking more and more promising that sports is starting to uh make some decisions about coming back so that's our announcement um if you are so inclined um if you don't want to give us money then that's okay too we will still be doing the regular show as usual uh but we do want to offer something for people who want more i know we have some listeners that love uh more content we're already doing like two episodes a week for the next foreseeable few weeks so um definitely something that you know we are doing mainly just to kind of offset the cost that it does cost on the show because yeah, we've been doing this for about two years and we kind of pay for you know the microphones and the softwares and you know the stuff i know there is cheaper options out there to use but you know we, we kind of like the stuff that we yeah. use it seems to work well with everything that we use so uh just trying to offset the costs of doing this because it isn't you know it isn't necessarily free uh, and, you know, we put a lot of time and effort, even though I joke around that we don't have show sheets and stuff like that. Um, you know, there's still a lot of time and effort put into the show. Uh, it may not seem like it all the time, but, right. you know, like I spent a few hours today working on rankings and I'm still nowhere near done. I'm actually, Daryl, and I don't even know if you know this, I am working on, I don't know, by the time I'm done, it'll probably be like, 700 800 players but ranking because like wow i'm going through basically quarterback through to safety i'm not doing offensive linemen gotcha or punters or kickers because they're not people (laughs) uh but i'm kind of going through depth charts and anybody (laughs) that could be even people that aren't really uh expected to contribute i'm just combing through depth charts and anybody that has a hint of being relevant i'm putting on the rankings and i'm working on those i'm just working on building the database to be honest right now i haven't even really started the ranking uh arguments in my head yet uh but I'm kind of using some some rankings that we use um which by the way you can get my rookie rankings at idpguys.org uh cheap plug there um as always and i'm working on these um for my own benefit i might publish them somewhere we'll see um they also might be used to help with the trade calculator the idp trade calculator over there 
Um, I'm not sure there's many calculators that incorporate IDP. Uh, we have rookie picks in there too as well. So just a couple cool things. It is free till kickoff, so even if you don't want to pay right now, you can check it out, try it out. You got to trade your leaning uh, one way, but you want to make sure it's not way off. That's uh, that's how I use a trade calculator. Uh, you don't have to use it that way, but I kind of if it, if I think it's close, I take a look at it in the calculator and I say, okay, you know, I thought it was close and it is, or I was way off and I could get more, or I could. I shouldn't really make the, or I'm beating this trade to death and I should take it right away. Smash accept. But anything to say, Daryl? I know I just kind of went off there. No, that's fine. I mean, uh, we got a lot of things in the works. Um, did you get our listener, five star rating listener of the week? Uh, wrote it down but i don't know where that paper is so let me look it up real quick okay. uh so daryl is giving out awards or uh, a magical award whatever a gift <laughs> uh and we we appreciate those five star ratings um we are actually it, it's going to go yes we do it is going to go to the uh, goat status um, review that was left for us. Uh, it was from Nick Brunette. So Nick, uh, hit Daryl up on Twitter. I'll DM him. And thank you yeah. for the five star. Uh, it's a great listening killer advice. I think we read it out last week. Um, but we are looking for more right. five star reviews. Um, if you're a patron and you give a five-star review, I think Daryl's going to drive to your house and have a beer with you. <laughs> Unless it's Peter in Australia, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm completely making that up, so don't don't think don't think that we're going to drive to your house, but um, we'll virtually have a beer. Maybe with we you. could do something virtual though. A virtual happy hour. That's all we're really allowed to do in this country right now anyway. So, you know, virtual happy hours. So, um, but, but we thank you for the five-star reviews. Um, you know, keep them coming, keep them, you know, promote us. You know, this is something that we're going to look to do, continue going forward. Uh, you know, uh, so if you're a winner, hit me up in my DM and I'll get your address and whatever and i'll get a little package for you um and as this thing goes we'll continue to grow it and maybe it's uh bigger and better each uh month or whatever we do uh but we do appreciate y'all listening to us absolutely i mean we're just a couple of guys that like football a whole lot and uh the the north and south uh connection here we kind of got thrown together like uh like two uh, singles to, to I, I know we I'm talk about wrestling sometimes but when two singles wrestlers are kind of just thrown together randomly you know that, that's kind of what me and daryl were god damn it i'm the south if you didn't know it i'm the south yes and i'm the damn I gotta represent i'm the south uh you are a damn yankee yeah so but 
it's it's been a fun i mean we're basically said i think we're what on a third year this is our third year doing the show we took over right after the draft two years ago so um we like doing the show we love doing the show and you know obviously we're doing two weeks for the next foreseeable future we got a lot of great guests lined up over the next two and a half weeks um, after that, we're kind of open. So if you are a listener and you like doing podcasts, um, shout, give give us a DM here, and uh, we'll get you on. You know, I kind of don't really re- overextend myself to just reaching out to random people I've never interacted with. So um, if you want to come on the show and you're a listener and you do some podcasting and whatever. Yeah, let us know. Except for Ethan, we got we we gotta have Ethan back at one fifty. I mean, it, we we gotta one hundred. You mean? Man, I think that's pretty brutal. I get three times in the first fifty, and then I gotta wait a hundred shows <laughs> to go back. Yeah, he's at one hundred and fifty. Wow, I mean, this must have crazy. been a bad show. Oh. If we gotta wait, hold on. Imagine three no, shows for fifty. You're asking Daryl to do math. <laughs> 10 now beers in at 11, 18 at night. Come on. No, 100. <laughs> My bad. I think this is just Time a out. given at this point. That I I'm think we'll have him on before 100 again, though. So. You know what I mean. But if you guys start episode. going like five days a week, I'm not doing every every 50. Well, that's too much. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Five days yeah, yeah, you're doing it. But I might. You're doing it. You will. I might. You will. You will. We can have like, uh, let's see. Um... <laughs> Turner Tuesdays. No, Turn that's it. too much. I can't. I'm not allowed to no. commit those types. Of no, things. that's too much work. Book it. I'm in for that. Turner Tuesdays. It's happening. Uh, that's too much work. But I will always answer your questions on Twitter. So if there you, you have a go. question, you just hit me up. There you go. You know what? Every Tuesday, I am lighting your email up <laughs> or your inbox up. I'm gonna I'm show gonna up on Tuesday you. and be like, "Oh, I told him I'd do that." <laughs> We have audio evidence. And I'm one of those people that, like, I don't leave things unresponded to often. So if you send me a message, I usually respond, even if I don't even know you. Oh, it's happening. Every Tuesday at 7 a.m., I'm burning you up. You know what will get Ethan to respond faster is if you you helped him out and, and bought one of his injury guides, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yes. I'm telling you, it's a game changer. I was so impressed with not only the content, but the visual, the information, and the effort that he put into this. I have literally seen nothing like this on the market. It's amazing what he does. It's amazing the information and time he put into this. And it's 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 changing the way I look at fantasy football. I mean, it's ten dollars doesn't even do it justice. I mean, it really doesn't. And I'm not saying this because Ethan's on our show. Um, it's just amazing, and he puts his time and effort into this, and it's just it's something that you need. Yeah, and you know, we I mean, we are we've done a guide for the past three years, so we also know what. You know, I guess I have a, a I don't right. want to say a soft spot, but putting together something like that is just, it's a pain. <laughs> you yeah, know, it, there's it, a lot of time and effort that goes into this. I mean, it's just not something that you throw together every day. I mean, 
Dan knows because he edited the Ricky guys for the last few years, our magazine that we're in. I mean, this is a lot of blood, sweat and tears that he's putting into this, that we've put into this, but we're focusing on Ethan right now. I mean, this is something that he has done and he believes in. And it's something that I believe in something that I will personally back. I mean, I don't do that just for anyone or anything, and it's well worth it. Uh, you owe it to yourself to go check this out. It's very, very informative, and you won't find anything else in the market like this. Yes. And while we're, I mean, we seem to be, yeah, it's about that time. Um, what? Where can we find the draft guide? Where can you order it? Where can you get it? Well, let me first say just thanks for having me on. This is always one of my favorite shows to hop on. I think we always have a really good time. Um, I will be the first to tell anyone listening that you absolutely should go and support these guys on Patreon. Uh, brand new Patreon. I'm a, a firm believer in supporting people who give you entertainment and content. So if you're listening to this show right now, they've just given you basically an hour of their time uh, away from their families, away from the people that you know they care about the most to give you free entertainment. Please, please, please go support a dollar. Give them a dollar a month. Give them, you know, I don't remember exactly what all the prices were, but give them a little bit of cash, a cup of coffee a month for these dudes who put it together. Because here's the thing. And I say this a lot with my injury guide. People ask me, well, why don't you just do it for free? If I could do it for free, I wouldn't. I'm sorry. I wouldn't do it for free because the option is do it for free to do it and get paid for it or not do it because it's so much time. It's so much effort. Everything we do for you guys, for people that are listening to this show, takes time and effort. And I'm sorry, but right. like our time is not is not free. Uh, we are even if you say, oh, well, this is just a fun show. Like we just have fun. This is just a hobby. I'm sorry. Like time is precious and we don't have a lot of time. So the fact that these two dudes are going to give you their time every single week, twice a week, an hour at a time, hour 30 and put out content for you and do it, you know, basically from the goodness of their hearts, go support them. Do it. It's not that hard to do. Same thing with this rookie guide. Again, my even if you say, you know what, nothing that I could, that this dude could say right now is going to make me go buy the guide. That's okay. But remember when you're wondering or you're questioning it, I could have just saved you a hundred plus hours. And so for me, it's all about saving you time. You know, time is precious. And so if I can save you, you know, 30 minutes of looking up a dude's injury history or, you know, again, most people I know don't play fantasy football for free. So if I can get you a fantasy championship because you pick a guy over another guy based on their injury history, I have made you money. And so the 10 bucks means nothing if you're winning fantasy championships, right? Right, boys? Absolutely. The championships. That's right. Fantasy, fantasy right. championships, the, IDP championships are where it's at. The prize so is nice. If you're going to buy a guide and you're going to spend any money to try to make more money, like, why aren't you investing in this? It's the only thing you can find that has this information. Daryl will tell you. Everyone else will tell you. If you find someone else that's doing this, <laughs> what I'm doing, by all means, call me so that I can stop doing it. Because uh, I do it because nobody else is going to. And so spend the 10 bucks. Go to thefantasyheadliners.com. Order it. It's $10. $10. It's professionally designed. 
the thing's gorgeous. I'm sorry. I can't. Daryl's already pitched it up enough. I don't really even have to say that much more. <laughs> Go spend the 10 bucks. Here's the thing. If you hate it, guess what? It's still getting better. It's not just a one-time thing. Maybe you hate it right now, but you'll like what we have for the first updates. I got some things in this update that are going to blow Daryl's mind, and he's already got his mind blown. So he's going to be picking up yes. the pieces, putting it back in his head, and then watching it blow up again. That's what I'm preparing to do with this guide over the next couple months. And it is IDP. It is regular offensive players. You get both. You get the whole thing right off the top, and it's only getting better. So please, please, please. Go to the fantasyheadliners.com. Go buy the rookie guide. It's 10 bucks. You will not forget it. Shoot, shoot me a message on if you have questions, if you want to see what a page looks like, if you want to, if you have any questions for me about anything that I said today, go find me on Twitter at eturnerff underscore PT. I love answering questions. If you're like, man, I really wish I could see this dude talking. I do YouTube videos with the fantasy headliners on YouTube. Go subscribe. I'm going to be doing weekly videos on offensive and maybe even defensive players too, probably offense and defense every single week, breaking down injuries for you so that you can get a doctor that has a medical degree explaining this stuff to you in a way that makes perfect sense. Cause guess what? Ultimately I say I'm a doctor. I pitch it all up, but I'm really just a country boy, just like everybody else out there. I'm a, I'm a small town kid. Uh, I'm in a town of 500 people right now. I'm a small town boy that just happened to be smart enough to go get a doctorate. And now I talk about football for fun. So, Please, please, please support my dudes, my dudes, Dan, my dudes, Daryl, support those dudes, go buy the guide and win fantasy championships. That's what I'm saying. Yes. And the, so go get the guide, then come over to our Patreon page. Uh, I think Daryl, we're, we're going with uh, two, five and 10 as our tiers. And you guys can check out the Patreon page to see what you get for those, um, tiers uh like i said the you know it's like every other patreon the, the higher tier the more Bro. you get um, if you can find anything that gives you anywhere close to the amount of entertainment and quality for ten dollars a month <laughs> you freaking you give me a call okay because i want to know about that thing i'm telling you go spend the money stop being stop being a tightwad go spend the money for my boys here okay support fantasy content creators and they will continue to put out even better content. Go support them. And you know what? We'll have a $50 tier where Daryl has to um, put a picture of Ryan Tannehill as his Twitter picture God, for the month. Son of a bitch. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> dirty rotten. You're supposed to save the cursing for the Patreon episodes here. Yeah, this is a Patreon episode, you dirty rotten fuck. <laughs> a preview of the every other word curse word. By the way, I have a special sounder for the bonus episodes that you'll only hear on the bonus episodes because uh, I try to limit the cursing on this show and Daryl's going to make me edit this thing. Oh, I'm going to make you edit The whole point of the bonus episode is I don't have to edit. It's just unedited, uncut, uncensored. I hate you. God dang, I hate you. I can't wait till I replace you. Jesus. Well, you can't do that. Ethan, I love you. <laughs> Ethan, go buy his magazine. It's 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 so worth God. 
Oh, I can't even right now. Oh, Jesus Christ. Help me, please. The Ryan Tannehill comment just got shook. He, he, he can't handle it anymore. No, I can't, I can't deal with your nonsense, your freaking... Oh, Jesus Christ. Help me. Uh, Help me. Oh, Lord. <sighs> Close your ears, Ethan. I'm about to say some naughty words. I got nothing. I already gave it all. I gave it all. Go go support these guys. Go buy the injury guide. That's all I got. That's all I got at this point. Guess what I found? I, I found the outro music. It's playing right now. Oh. That's funny. I don't hear it. Go Titans. King Henry. Screw you, Dan. Go Hawks. Go buy Ethan's magazine. Do it's that. It's well worth it. Good night now. No, I'm just getting started.